Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So here we are. It's uh, summertime now. It's summertime. And uh, I am on the East Coast in uh, New Jersey. And uh, it is hot and humid right now. Very, very hot and humid. And uh, it sure feels like summer. <laughs> yep. Those, the kind of uh, experience where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're drenched in sweat and it's because it's hot. It's hot. Everybody is hot. Oh, my Lord. And uh, I, But I have to say, I'm really enjoying um, with my family and having a lot of wonderful time with my family. And I'll share about that. But let us begin with a prayer. Our topic today is deepening our faith, strengthening our faith, building the faith muscle, faith activation. Yes, so let us, let us join in together on that and place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful for the love of God revealing itself in our life right now. Let us be so grateful and so thankful that Love is all that there is and all that we are. So grateful. So grateful. (sighs) We're dedicating ourselves to deepening our faith. We're dedicating ourselves to the truth that sets us free. We're dedicating ourselves to a life of love that is unprecedented. That is our true nature, no longer enamored of a false identity. We're setting ourselves free and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. All right. I'm on fire. And not just because it's hot here. I'm really, (laughs) I'm on fire with the teachings of A Course in Miracles. I am coming to the end of the eight-week free teleclass series called Living A Course in Miracles. And if you're just tuning in for the very first first time, uh, I'd like you to know that you can go to livingacourseofmiracles.com and sign up. We still have two classes this week, and our topic this week is Freedom for Real. Freedom for Real. This is something I know a lot about. Those of you who have been longtime listeners, you know I offer a class, a seven-week spiritual boot camp class called Finding Freedom, and the next one starts in about three weeks. You can join me. People from all over the world take the seven-week Finding Freedom boot camp class, and you can join us. It's such a great class. So Freedom for Real, that is my topic in the free class this week at Living a Course in Miracles. Last week, we had Gary Renard, and that was... A wonderful class. Oh, my goodness. 
absolutely powerful and beautiful. And uh, we were talking about faith, and uh, it seems like every week in the Living a Course in Miracles series, I get so inspired to keep the topic going that I've been uh, adding more to it in the radio show. So if you like this topic, you can go back. You can actually purchase all the Living a Course in Miracles classes and add them to your library. And if you do, I really appreciate it because it helps offset the cost of putting on that big class. So faith activation is what we are talking about today. And many people are confused about faith. They don't even really understand what faith is. And I sure didn't until I started to study it. And that was one of the things I learned from Ernest Holmes. So Ernest Holmes is the founder of the Science of Mind teaching, and that's where I have my Science of Mind practitioner license and uh, my ministerial licenses in the Science of Mind teachings that I received uh, from the Holmes Institute and from the Agape International Spiritual Center founded by Michael Beckwith in Los Angeles. Ernest Holmes taught me that if you're going to really live something, you've got to somehow understand it. And so the purpose of studying spiritual teachings is to help us understand them. However, we cannot substitute study for spiritual teachings, study of spiritual teachings for the practice of spiritual teachings. Because until you live it, you don't actually understand it. And this is the mistake that I made for a long, long time. I was reading books, I was taking classes, I was studying spiritual teachings with many different spiritual teachers, but I wasn't applying it at a dedicated level. I had not made a decision to be the living teaching. And so instead, I was so distracted by my own judgments and opinions, my own false beliefs. And I experienced a great deal of suffering, like many people do who are caught up in their judgments and opinions. And what I finally realized is that faith is like a muscle. So in order to have that strong faith muscle, you have to work it. You really have to work it. And this is the thing that I didn't understand. I was one of those kind of weekend warrior types, the kind of person who at the beginning of the new year says, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to have a great new body and I'm going to get me a cute outfit and I'm going to join the gym and I am going to get in shape and I am going to look fabulous and I am so excited about what I am doing. And then that would last for a few weeks uh, while I was in some program. But then as soon as it was over, I was left to my own devices and my own level of devotion without the container of that class or that program. And forget it. Just got flabby again, essentially. So 
that that's how I was as a spiritual student. So while I was in the class, I would be somewhat dedicated and devoted, but I literally did not get all of the ways that I was poking holes in my faith. So check this out. I finally realized that worry is placing my faith in something other than love. Worry is placing my faith in my own opinions and judgments, my own assessment of the situation. Worry is placing my faith in my own weakness. Holy cow, when I saw that, then I realized, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I am ruining my life this way. I am distressing myself for no good reason whatsoever. No good reason whatsoever. And so I began to become dedicated and devoted. And this is the thing that I get all the time. Constantly people are asking me, how? How can I become faithful? How can I become dedicated and devoted? You know, it takes a willingness to really pay attention to your thinking. That's what it takes. It takes a willingness to really pay attention to your thinking. So you have to be willing to change your mind. And you know what's great is when you start to get the hang of it, you realize that what you're giving up is crazy thinking. And you're giving up an attachment to the past. Right? Because this is what A Course in Miracles teaches us that we are focused on the past and we are just living the past over and over and over again. So I I would like to share with you one of my favorite passages from the entire Course in Miracles. It's Lesson 169 and this first paragraph. Lesson 169 is entitled, By Grace I Live, By Grace I Am Released. Grace is an aspect of the love of God, which is most likely the state prevailing in the unit, most like the state prevailing in the unity of truth. It is the world's most lofty aspiration, for it leads beyond the world entirely. It is past learning, yet the goal of learning. For grace cannot come until the mind prepares itself for true acceptance. Grace becomes inevitable instantly in those who have prepared a table where it can be gently laid and willingly received, an altar clean and holy for the gift. Grace is acceptance of the love of God within a world of seeming hate and fear. By grace alone, the hate and fear are gone. For grace presents a state so opposite to everything the world contains that those whose minds are lighted by the gift of grace cannot believe the world of fear is real. Grace is not learned. The final step must go beyond all learning. Grace is not the goal this course aspires to attain. Yet, we prepare for grace in that an open mind can hear the call to waken. All right, so let's let's break this down. Let us break this down and let's look at it. Because grace and faith work together. Now, here's what I believe about faith. I believe that faith is our 
awareness of God. And if we are really interested in our own opinions and judgments and we think we're right, we think we know, then we're not interested in true wisdom, right? Of course not. How can you be interested in true wisdom, in true insight? How can you be truly interested in love, in joy, in freedom, in wholeness, in prosperity, in abundance, in clarity and purity and all the good of God? If you are attached to, mentally attached to, emotionally attached to the meaning and the interpretation that you have made of the events and situations in your life. If you're really attached to the meaning that you have made of the situations in your life, then you don't know what anything is for, right? I, I mean, it's funny, you know, I've been hanging out with my seven-year-old nephew, Mikey, and, and uh, my 18-year-old nephew, Alex, and my 16-year-old niece, Olivia. And one of the things about all my, my nephews is when they're little, I could say something like, um, that pot's going to be too big for that bucket of water. And they'll say, no, it's not. And I say, okay, well, try it and see. And then they see that they, they were incorrect, I was correct. Not that it matters who's correct. But the ego knee-jerk reaction is, no, it's not. No, you know, you don't know. And sometimes it's really, really laughable. Like we might talk about something that is, uh, has to do with, I don't know, uh, just, I can't think of anything right now, but let's say, you know, the earth revolves around the sun. No, it doesn't. Okay, I'm wrong. I, and then I, I, I would, I might say to them, how do you know it doesn't revolve around the sun? Because I know. Okay. And it's, it's a wonderful just reminder to me of that's how the ego is. It decides that it knows based on its perception of lack. So the ego is always, always, always putting its faith in lack. It's always, always, always putting its faith in limitation. So even when the ego's God is convinced that we're better than others, even when it's, it's God is convinced that we're uh, more fabulous, more wonderful, that others are less good, it's still a faith in limitation. It's still a faith in lack, right? It's still a basis of comparison and somebody's coming up short. There's no way that anyone can ever come up short. Not really, because we're one with each other. So there is no other. And the more that I walk this path of faith and grace and love, the more I am able to look at everything in my life and say, that's me talking to me. That's me trying to wake me up. That is me teaching me. Whether it's an image that I see in my house, whether it's an image I see in my mind, whether it's an image I see on television or in a magazine or across the street or in traffic. It's always my own holiness is talking to me. My own holiness is showing me what I'm thinking. 
all the time. All the time. So I've learned that the greatest thing for me is to recognize that faith is all I'm interested in. And I am interested in living by grace. So grace is always operating 24-7. It never takes a holiday. Just like the law of cause and effect. To me, the law of cause and effect, it is done unto me as I believe. All thought produces form at some level. There are no idle thoughts. The law of cause and effect is my best friend, in a sense. Because the law of cause and effect is always teaching me what I'm thinking, what I'm placing my attention in. It's always teaching me. And I'm interested in being the happy learner, which I can do by recognizing that there is pure and perfect wisdom, that everything that is real, everything that is true, and every false belief is known everywhere in the universe. And we access it by means of the divine mind and we are all joined at the level of the mind so therefore all wisdom all intelligence all creativity all prosperity all wholeness is available to me if i'm willing to tune into it instead of my own opinions and judgments Whew! and divine grace is going to help me get there oh it's time for me to take a break let me just remind you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com and you can still sign up for the two classes this week on Freedom for Real. They're totally free for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about activating our faith. Course in Miracles says over and over and over again, your little willingness is all that's required. And it is the willingness to surrender the thoughts of lack and attack. And that, those are the judgments and the opinions that obscure your faith. So just beyond your opinions and judgments is that perfect faith, the light of God within you is that faith and so within your awareness there already is an unshakable faith however it's like the muscles not being used so it's atrophied however you can start to use it and it will strengthen so i want to go back to this passage on grace grace is an aspect of the love of god which is most like the state prevailing in the unity of truth. It is the world's most lofty aspiration, for it leads beyond the world entirely. Grace 
leads us beyond our awareness of the world to our awareness of our true reality, which is that we are eternal and we're infinite. So, for example, you want to activate your faith and lean into divine grace on a daily basis. Declare that that's what you're interested in. So, if you were going to be if let's say you were interested in learning how to play badminton and becoming a badminton champion okay maybe what you might do is sign up for some badminton blogs if there are any or badminton tournaments or things like that badminton tips on the internet so that you would get um, alerts email alerts and things like that text alerts That's a common thing that people do. You can actually do the same kind of thing in your relationship with your own higher Holy Spirit self. This is one of the things I did. I asked the I am that I am, the higher Holy Spirit self. And last week in the Living a Course of Miracles classes, Gary Renard spoke so eloquently and beautifully. And he said, and I was so glad, I just loved the way he said it. You are the Holy Spirit. And this is what I say all the time. People think that the Holy Spirit is separate than them, better than them. No, it is our true nature. It's our true identity. We are the Holy Spirit. We are that awakened being. And the only reason that we're not experiencing it is we came to value a separate, limited self. How do we come to value that? Through choosing thoughts of lack and attack over and over and over again until we built a false identity and a false reality. So, one of the ways that we can really get amazing divine assistance and start to recognize that we're not the ego, we're not alone, we're not off on our own somewhere, stuck in a world of separation that we can't figure out, No, 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 no. When we begin to partner up, that's what I call it, with the higher Holy Spirit self on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, on an hourly basis, you can decide how frequently you would like to remember your divinity and the divinity of all life. For me personally, I'm interested in waking up to the truth every moment, so I keep going back to it and back to it and back to it all day long. And one of the ways that I did this was I, I literally asked my true mind, my I am presence, to alert me whenever I slipped into my own opinions and judgments. <clears throat> and I began to recognize those alerts because I was interested in them. So they weren't going to my spam filter because I knew they weren't spam. going to take a sip here. And then I started to realize, okay, I'm getting the alerts that I've moved into judgments and opinions. And again, if you're really interested in studying about this, I encourage you to take a look at my Finding Freedom class at jenniferhadley.com. It's all the details are there. If you go to the classes page or the events page, you can click through to Finding Freedom or go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash Finding Freedom. What I realized was, 
I'm getting these alerts that I have become uh, enamored of the ego identification and I'm choosing to energize judgments and opinions. I started to get that awareness and those alerts intuitively and even physically and emotionally getting the awarenesses that I've slipped into judgment, I've slipped into opinion, I'm moving into distress, I'm moving into fear, I'm moving into worry, I'm moving into doubt. I started to notice that. And I also started to notice that I would ignore the alert. So I would perceive the alert in my mind, but then I would ignore it. And I would say, no. I'm not, not, I, I, I really like this judgment. I really like it. I want to think about it some more. And I remember so many times getting together with my spiritual friends and we would say, look, we know it's all good and we know we're all one, but did you hear what she did last night? Oh my God. And we would say, we're just going to talk us, just us, right? So it's not really gossiping. We're not really trashing them. We're just saying, oh, my God, did you hear what they did? Oh, my God, did you hear what she said? Oh, my God, what do you think about this? So we we were just totally BSing ourselves, just completely and totally just being spiritually stupid, really. You know, like being like like I was talking about my nephew. Right? He has no idea whether the earth revolves around the sun, you know, unless he knows, unless he's done a little study. And this is what Ernest Holmes was saying in the teachings of the science of mind. You're not really going to understand something until you study it. So study it. But the thing is, is don't stop there. Don't stop there. Because just because you understand the words on the page, you can read this sentence in A Course in Miracles that says, the grace is past learning. So in other words, it's beyond learning. You can't even learn it. And yet it is the goal of learning. For grace cannot come until the mind prepares itself for true acceptance. Grace cannot come until the mind prepares itself for true acceptance. So you can think, yeah, I I understand what that means. But if you are not preparing your mind for true acceptance of grace, you don't understand what it means. That's what I learned for myself. I was kidding myself thinking that I understood the law of cause and effect. How could I possibly truly understand the law of cause and effect and still be investing in negativity? The person who truly understands the spiritual teaching would only choose love. That's what I realized. It was like all of a sudden the lights went on. What? I have been deceiving myself. I have allowed myself to be satisfied with studying spiritual teaching and not requiring myself to live it. No wonder I'm still angry. No wonder I'm still afraid. No wonder I still worry. No wonder I still feel ashamed and guilty and like there's something wrong with me. There's something terrifically wrong with my thinking, and I'm identified with the wrong thinker. Hello. And so that was when I decided that... Not just to put myself into the availability for the alerts from the higher Holy Spirit self, but 
that I, I asked the higher Holy Spirit self and all the angels and all the ascended masters and all the ancestors who walk and talk with me each and every day, my spiritual posse, I ask them all, please, 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 please do everything you can to help me realize that there is no benefit to ignoring the alert. Help me hear the alert with so much clarity that the choice, the decision to instead energize my own opinions and judgments repulses me. It's it's not even faintly attractive to me. Let me only be attracted to that which brings forth more love, more peace, more harmony, more joy, more prosperity, and more abundance. Help me become dedicated and devoted to ridding myself of opinions and judgments rather than cherishing them, energizing them, investing in them, and sharing them. Please, please, please. Help me release any resistance or reluctance to take a stand for the truth and build that faith muscle up again. So that's what I made my daily practice and my daily walk, and it totally transformed my life. Totally, totally transformed my life. I have been continuously amazed at the benefits that I receive from doing this work. And one of the best testimonies I can give you is that I've been staying with my brother and his family for two weeks. Now, it used to be that my brother and I could not get through one hour together without some kind of unkind or sarcastic remark. We were constantly digging at each other. And we would have arguments every day, disagreements every day, and there would be upsets, really nasty, ugly upsets. And a lot of that same stuff with my family, and it's just not happening anymore. I'm harmonious. I'm peaceful. If there is a a little bit of a disagreement, I, I have no interest in trying to work my will. I'm only interested in seeing the Christ in every member of my family now. And I'm interested in seeing the Christ in me. And truly, I am only interested in living as the Christ presence, demonstrating the Christ presence. It's not enough for me to say I understand the Christ presence or even that I'm connected to the Christ presence. I am the Christ That is what I'm going for, to recognize that I am the Christ, that you are the Christ, that we are all the Christ presence, and the Christ has not left us. We have traveled what seems to be a distance in our mind, but fortunately, it is all smoke and mirrors, and it is not real. And so we activate our faith through cultivating this willingness. So what I'm saying to you is connect in with your own higher Holy Spirit self and recognize that is your true identity. And the 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 small selfish self that you might think is you is not you. It's the ego. It is a pattern of thought that makes the experience of separation possible. All thoughts 
of lack and limitation belong to the ego and they are no part of who you truly are. However, you can pretend that you believe that you truly are that. And then you'll experience that. And that is the beauty of the law of cause and effect. It is done unto you as you believe and you get to choose what you believe. And the, the the second beauty of it all, and this is the essence of divine grace, no matter how intensely you believe a lie, a false belief, and no matter how long you believe it, it will always be false. It will never be true. It will never be your true reality. Grace becomes inevitable instantly in those who have prepared a table where it can be gently laid and willingly received, an altar clean and holy for the gift. This has been my experience. This is what Amazing Grace, that song, is about. It's about the experience of having a transformation like Saul on the road, seeing Jesus and being hit by a blinding light, transformed, all his negativity transmuted, and he becomes Paul. It's it's like Helen Shookman and Bill Thetford receiving the teachings of A Course in Miracles because they were interested in and they asked to find a better way. They were intent on it, and it was given to them. Ask, and it is given. However, begin to pay attention to the alerts enter into your mind. Don't go there. Don't say that. Don't do that. Be loving. Choose patience. Choose kindness. Be generous. Don't eat that. It'll make you sick. You won't like yourself. You'll feel guilty. You'll feel ashamed if you do that. Notice the alerts and follow the divine guidance. If you reject the divine guidance, you're not interested in divine grace. Grace is the acceptance of the love of God within a world of seeming hate and fear. By grace alone, the hate and fear are gone. For grace presents a state so opposite to everything the world contains, that those whose minds are lighted by the gift of grace cannot believe the world of fear is real. This is your birthright. This is your inheritance. An open mind can hear the call to waken. So if you're really interested in the meaning that you have made of things and you love your judgments and opinions and you share them with others, you inflict them on others, you think that you're so right and you go out of your way to tell other people what you think and to try and control and manipulate them to think like you do, you are saying, I don't want to live by grace. I'd like to keep this struggle going. I'd like to keep the sense of suffering going. I would like to keep the thoughts of lack and attack going. I would like to live in limitation for a long time more. But the minute you truly are willing to align and to listen to those alerts, you'll realize that divine grace has been there all along and the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting. It is miraculous, and it's already yours if you choose it. I love this topic. 
I'm so grateful to share with you. If you would like support in getting those alerts and remembering the truth of your identity, you might find my daily help uh, by means of the daily spiritual espresso, my daily prayers of benefit to you. And you can sign up for those at jenniferhadley.com on the blog page, my daily spiritual espresso in your email. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, where we are dedicating ourselves to living the love and walking the talk. I'll be right back. Are you in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. So... This whole walk of faith is, you know, it's very challenging until you decide you really are going to do it. And um, I, I, I do teach a number of classes. So I have my Finding Freedom seven-week spiritual boot camp class that starts July 18th. And we every time I run it, we have people from all over the world. And I have classes that you can listen to live, ask me questions. You can ask me questions online or by email. And also we have a whole series of videos that I've made that go with the class. And then I also have a nearly 400-page workbook that goes with the class. 
a lot of people who take Finding Freedom then also will find that uh, they like to repeat it. So they'll repeat it a couple of times and I give a big discount if you repeat it. Uh, and people who have repeated three, four, five times and tell me that it brings them tremendous benefit. And uh, what I have also found is that People will go from finding freedom to then my year-long class, which is called Masterful Living. And the year-long Masterful Living class starts in January. So the next enrollment will be for January 2014. And uh, I have – I offer – Two levels of the year-long Masterful Living class, although people stay in it for years. And we were talking last night in class, and someone was sharing that um, they had a situation where they were feeling judged at work, and uh, someone um, uh, had shared a, a co-worker's judgment, and uh they took it personally and they started to judge in return and it was creating a lot of upset uh, just internally in this student and then they realized what am I doing I know better than this and so they turned it around and they used the tools that they are given in Masterful Living class and Finding Freedom class they used the tools and within a few minutes not only did they feel peaceful again, but the person who was judging them literally turned on a dime and became their ally and supporter. This is the kind of miracle that I see happen all the time. So five minutes, five minutes of working with one of the tools gave them, and it was uh, their boss's boss right, went from judging them to being their ally and working for them, all because they turned within, they took responsibility and did the work that they knew how to do. And I asked them, why did you, why did you decide to do that? You know, what propelled you? And they said, because I've done it in the past before and it worked before. So what I'm, the point I'm making to you here is, Prove that this works. Prove that it works. Prove that when you, on a daily basis, or however often you remember, and you'll remember according to your interest, right? I I remember to go to the grocery store according to my interest. I remember to get my car washed according to my interest. I remember to call my friends according to my interest. I remember to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self according to my interest. Who's in charge of your interest? You are. So this is the thing that I I just had to call myself out on. All the years that I was studying and studying and reading books and taking classes, but not really applying it, not really living it, not holding my feet to the cleansing fire of God's love, all those years, you could say I wasted them, but what I learned was nobody can do it for me, but all of heaven can do it with me if I'm willing. So I started to begin each day with a prayer for willingness, a prayer for partnering up, a prayer for knowing the truth that sets me free. I started to Ask many, many times a day, 
what is the highest and best choice here for me instead of constantly leaning on my opinion and judgment, leaning upon my own understanding. Lean not upon your own understanding. This is what A Course in Miracles tells us. So I began to really partner up. What is the highest and best choice here? What is the most loving choice here? What will bring the greatest benefit for all here? And I started to follow the guidance that I was getting. Now, people will say, well, I try to do that, but I don't get any guidance. That's just an indication of your willingness. You're getting guidance, but you're probably letting it go to your spam folder, kind of, in your mind. And you can change your mind about that. And you can do what I did, which is why I shared what I did, which was I literally, on a daily basis, I started to really basically beg and plead with my guides and my angels and my ancestors, please, please help me become alerted to the alerts. Don't let me ignore the alerts. Because I was so willful and so opinionated. Ugh, I created so much suffering for myself. It was ridiculous. I was so willing to suffer, suffer, suffer. And one of the great things about me spending this two weeks with my family right now and having such a peaceful time of it is it's really flooding back into my memory how I used to judge and judge and judge and judge and judge and judge. For instance, in... uh my brother's home uh, is a big house and uh, there's a lot of people living here and uh, they because my brother and his wife have four kids and uh, I'm here and there's a dog and there's a cat and now my father and my stepmother are here so there's all these people here and one of the things about uh, that I was sharing with my stepmother who's relatively new to the family in a sense of uh uh because she married my dad last year and hasn't spent a lot of time in my brother's home yet. I said to her, I said, I just want to alert you something that happens in this household in the kitchen. People come through the kitchen and they open all the cabinets and they open the drawers. And for some reason, I don't really understand. They leave the cabinets open and they leave the drawers open. They just leave them open. They leave the dishwasher open and all day long they just pile dishes in the sink. They don't do their own dishes. They just pile everything in the sink. And uh, people don't shut the cabinet doors. And they don't even shut the drawers. They'll go get a spoon out of the drawer and leave the drawer open. I said, I, I don't really understand it. And I used to sit in the kitchen or come through the kitchen and think, what is wrong with these people? Why don't they shut the drawers? Why don't they leave the cabinets open? If this were my house, I would teach my kids to shut, but the parents leave them open and I've seen them. So they like it that way. Clearly they like it that way. They prefer it that way. To me, it always leaves the kitchen looking disheveled and untidy. Like it's a big mess. But they like it that way because they've been living this way for 13 years in this house. And then before dinner, somebody comes in and does all the dishes and cleans up the kitchen. And then after dinner, somebody comes on through and cleans the whole kitchen again. And that's how they like to do it. And it's their way. And it's their house and they like it the way that they do it. 
who am I to think for one second that they should do it differently? And what difference does it make to me? But you see, when I was identified with the judger, with the ego self, I used to look at that and judge, 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 judge. And now I just laugh at it. And I, sometimes I close the cabinets and the drawers, and sometimes I don't according to what I feel like. And it doesn't matter to anybody but me. Oh my goodness, I used to look for things to judge. And now, as I move through my brother's house, and I see the very things that I used to judge, and I don't judge them anymore, I laugh, and I laugh at how I used to make myself upset over nothing, nothing, to no purpose, except to feel more separate, more unloving, more guilty, more ashamed, and more like there was something wrong with me. (sighs) Activate your faith. Moment by moment, build that muscle. Lean not upon your own opinion. Put your trust and faith in God. Listen to the alerts. Ask for the Holy Spirit alert system to be activated within you and start listening to the alerts. All right. I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart. Let us pray and know the truth that sets us free. Let us be so grateful and so thankful that everything has already been given to us. The kingdom is already pre-installed and we're choosing to activate it and value it right now. We share our benefits of our life of love with everyone because we're one with them. We invoke divine grace fully into our awareness and we set ourselves free. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Remember, I've got two classes this week totally free for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com. I love you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.